Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today is part three of our Food Heals book club series where I am reading chapters from my book, Food Heals, Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Stories to Nourish Your Soul and Transform Your Health. And if you haven't read the book, it's like an anthology of Food Heals stories similar to Chicken Soup for the Soul. I like to joke that it's like vegan chicken soup for the soul. And so what I did is in 2019, I put together a collection of healing stories, all with the intention to inspire you that the body is designed to heal itself when given the tools that it needs to do so. And so every story is a testament to how somebody healed. They're really, really beautiful stories. As many of you know, my book tour got canceled because of COVID because I released it in December of 2019 and we all know what happened next. So to celebrate it, I don't want it to lose its momentum. I wanted to create these stories audibly, put them on Audible for you. And before they go on Audible, they're going on the Food Heals podcast for you, my favorite loyal listeners. So far, I've recorded chapters one through eight, which you can go back and listen to in previous episodes. And today we've got chapters nine through 13. Chapter nine is how to thrive as an athlete and be a super sexy vegan by John Sally. Chapter 10 is my dearest one by Jackie Latram. Chapter 11 is living gorgeously green by Sophie Uliano. Chapter 12 is out of the darkness, my journey to healing clinical depression by Jason Robeau. And finally, chapter 13 is Thank You Body, I Love You by Nicole Dersway. And if you're enjoying listening to these stories and you'd like to get a physical copy of the book into your hands or maybe as a gift for a loved one who might be struggling with their own health right now, might be facing a health crisis or going through a chronic disease where they cannot find any answers, this is a great book for them. You can go and get the book on Amazon. That's over at foodhealsnation.com slash book, or you can just search for it on Amazon. And when I'm done recording these stories for you, Food Heals Nation, then of course, the book will be available on Audible as well. I hope you enjoy these stories. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Chapter 9, How to Thrive as an Athlete and Be a Super Sexy Vegan by John Sally. This is what you need to do if you want to live, the doctor said. What? A colonic, she said. I didn't know what a colonic was, and as soon as she explained it, I didn't like the idea. 
but I needed to get out of chronic pain and I had run out of options. But let me back up. Growing up, I was a skinny and sickly kid, not exactly what you'd expect of a future NBA basketball player. The fact was that I didn't eat properly, even though I didn't realize it at the time. My mom had two jobs. My dad had two jobs. They did anything they could to feed their growing kid, now a teenager with a compacted colon that no one could diagnose. I had terrible back pain too, and the doctors didn't know what to do. After trying a few things, I found acupuncture, and it was the first thing that really helped, opening my eyes to alternative forms of medicine. Next, I met a doctor who helped my father. They thought that he had diabetes, but it turned out it was cancer. With treatment, my father made it through that first time, and I wanted to make it through and get better too. When I was 18, my back pain was still flaring up. A friend at Brooklyn College asked what I ate. I told him how my mother fed me hamburger patties. I would put a patty on the stove, go for my morning run, come back, that's how fast I was running in high school, flip the patty, get in the shower, flip it again, get out of the shower, and cook my eggs. That was breakfast. Lunch was a turkey hero sandwich with a thin slice of tomato and a little bit of lettuce. After basketball practice, I'd eat a bagel and drink a fruit juice that didn't actually have any real fruit in it. At dinner, I ate whatever my mom cooked. I was constantly eating things that were made in factories. I had no idea that the stuff I was putting in my body wasn't nourishing me, but was actually slowly destroying each organ. As a flesh eater, meat had to go through my slow digestive tract. Humans don't have the acids that cats and dogs have to break down meat. Our stomach acids are too weak. If I eat a flesh-based diet, my body cannot handle it. Instead, so much mucus builds up that the immune system is constantly fighting the bad bacteria that the meat adds to the gut. And eggs? pure cholesterol. Meat and eggs, with all their bad bacteria and cholesterol, wreak havoc on our hearts, guts, and other organs. It's really that simple. When I found out that I had a compacted colon during my senior year of high school, it didn't get any better and continued into college. I tried acupuncture, a chiropractor, and massage, but the problems kept happening and the back pain kept coming back. That's when I met the amazing new doctor who suggested the colonic. I had to get rid of any preconceived notions I had about the procedure. It helped that this doctor was astounding. She was in her 80s and walked around like a 50-year-old. I was impressed. And I wanted to get better naturally, so I went for it. I lost 12 pounds after the first colonic. I lost more and more weight after each colonic. It was amazing. I immediately went on a macrobiotic diet and felt better instantly. My body didn't have to fight what was going on in my intestines anymore. I played ball better. My body didn't have to fight itself anymore. Everything was in harmony for a while. In 1991, in the middle of my NBA career, I became a lying vegetarian. I gave up meat but still ate fish and was in terrible health. I had adult acne. I had the cholesterol of a 37-year-old man at age 27. I was playing hard and had made a name for myself in the league, but they wanted to talk about putting me on pills. The doctor said my problems were genetic. Doctors always want to blame heredity, but I didn't believe it. I wanted to know how it happened. 
As an athlete, I was led to believe that egg whites were going to make me stronger and help me keep going. My poor health affected my performance. I was going back and forth with my diet. I would still eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Occasionally, I ate fish, especially salmon, which is actually the most toxic because of the pollution and unsafe farming. Although my diet was better than when I was a kid, every time my back problems returned, I got a colonic. It worked temporarily, but I had to keep going back. It made me realize that I had to really look at what I was eating on a regular basis and make sustainable choices. It was time to seriously change my diet. First, I looked to martial artists who were in great shape, aging incredibly well, and built like me. They had the stamina, agility, performance, and health I was looking for. What did they all have in common? They were vegan. For athletes on a vegan diet, recovery time is shorter. The diet helps build your lungs. Every organ you are using is working in your benefit. Our bodies are like a NASCAR race car. Get to the root of the problems under the hood and you'll figure out the mechanics of everything needed in order to fix things. If you understand the inner workings, you can squash a situation before it becomes a problem. This is how to handle our health, too. What we eat goes into our bodies on a cellular level. Today, we have all these strong Africans living in America, but in their middle age, their health declines. I watched it with my parents on insulin. I watched it with my father's cancer. I didn't realize why everyone in my family was weak and dying of cancer. And then I realized we were all eating the same recipes. All the things inside our home were killing us. If our food costs a dollar at the drive-thru, that's a problem. Food should cost more than a dollar. Expensive food is cheaper than doctor's bills. It's all trade-offs. What is really important to us? We talk about beauty being on the inside, but don't think about what is actually happening on the inside. The stomach, liver, kidneys, and intestines all need to be healthy and functioning well. They need to be nourished, cleansed, and hydrated. What's happening on the inside is reflected on the outside. My message today is eat a plant-based diet. A plant-based diet will change your life and keep you out of the hospital. I was very religious growing up, and in reading the scriptures, I was taught, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Great men and women, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, Che Guevara, are humble because they don't want to be part of the problem, but part of the solution. That's my spirituality piece and perspective. I try to be the best person I can possibly be so that I can give the best person I can to the rest of the world. I have played for three championship teams, but this is my work now. When I went to India to meet the Dalai Lama, I landed in New Delhi and realized the problems I thought I had were not problems at all. I thought I grew up in the hood, but I realized I grew up in luxury. I am a mere speck in this vast universe. But if I die, the universe dies because I am the universe. That is who I am, former champion, vegan, advocate, continuous learner. I'm not saying I'm totally enlightened, but my eyes are open to the lies we've been told, and I want to enlighten others. Without change, nothing changes. With change, everything changes. John Sally is a father, athlete, actor, entrepreneur, talk show host, philanthropist, 
wellness advocate, vegan, and champion. A proud native of Brooklyn, New York, John was the first NBA player to win four championships with three different teams. The Detroit Pistons in 1989 and 1990, Chicago Bulls in 1996, and LA Lakers in 2000. John has adopted a plant-based raw vegan lifestyle and is a frequent speaker at VegFest across the USA. As a wellness advocate, one of John's main missions in life is to continue to educate people on the benefits of living a healthier lifestyle through better eating habits. And John has appeared on Food Heals podcast episodes 13, 16, 54, and 55. And I want to add that John is one of the kindest and nicest um, athletes slash celebrities that I've ever met. When I lived in LA, he was always at our events, all our vegan events and festivals, and just saying hi to everyone, taking selfies with everyone, just a really, really kind soul trying to spread the message of the plant-based lifestyle to the world. So if you ever encounter him, definitely don't be afraid to say hi. And of course, mention that you heard about him from Food Heals. (laughs) And if you have a platform, which many of us do now, whether it's your Instagram, your TikTok, your podcast, or something else, he'll probably sit down for an interview with you. He's been so kind with his time for me, writing a chapter for this book, coming to my old studio in LA and sitting down for multiple podcast interviews. He took me shopping on camera at Whole Foods for my film. Um, He let me interview him for my film, Powered by Plants. So just an all-around great, accessible guy. Chapter 10, My Dearest One, by Jackie Latran. My dearest one, today is the worst day of my life. I just found out I am pregnant and now have to make the hardest decision I have ever had to make. Words cannot express how sorry I am. I don't know how to take care of you. You see, I'm only a child myself. At 16, I can barely take care of myself. How can I take care of you? I have nothing to give you. I am just a good-for-nothing troublemaker. All I do is cause pain and destruction wherever I go. So my dearest one, even though it's breaking my heart, I have to do the unthinkable. This is the only choice I have. To bring you into this world would mean I would doom you to a life of misery, pain, and poverty. I can't do that. I won't do that. You don't deserve this so-called existence that I have to offer you. I remember writing this letter to my unborn child as if it was yesterday. Earlier that morning, I had gone to a health clinic to get on birth control. I had recently become sexually active and knew that I did not want to get pregnant. It was my third attempt to get birth control. During the first two visits to the clinic, I felt so terrified, so judged, and so unwelcomed that before my name was called, I silently walked out. This time, I told myself, I would stay and submit to the dreaded pap smear because the alternative of getting pregnant would be far worse. I remember lying on the exam table with my feet up in the stirrups, naked from the waist down, with only a thin paper drape covering my lap. I was so scared that I was shaking. I did all I could to distract myself from what was about to happen, but no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't stop the fear. I thought I was afraid then, but nothing compared to the next few minutes. A male physician came into my room and picked up my chart without so much as a glance my way or even the courtesy of a greeting. He flipped through my chart, walked toward me, smacked my backside with the chart and said, get dressed, you don't need birth control, you're pregnant. My whole world froze. 
Everything moved in slow motion. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. The doctor was telling me something, but I couldn't hear a word he was saying. You're pregnant kept reverberating inside my head. I tried so hard to hold back the tears that poured out uncontrollably. I'm sure it only lasted a few minutes, but it felt like an eternity. Somehow, I managed to make my way home. I don't remember much more about that day except for lying in my bed, sobbing quietly so my mother couldn't hear me. And I wrote that letter. I knew I had nothing to give. I knew I was incapable of being a mother. I had to do the one thing I told myself I would never do, have an abortion. It had been years since I had written in a journal. I used to love writing in my diary until one day I caught my mother reading my most private thoughts without my permission. Since then, I decided never to write down such personal things ever again. I did not want to be exposed and vulnerable. I did not want anyone to know my deepest fears, doubts, or shame. But that night was different. That night, I felt compelled to write. I was making a decision to end the life of my unborn child before it even had a chance to breathe fresh air. The only way I knew how to honor this child was by writing an apology letter in advance to explain why I had no choice. I hoped that somehow this act of expressing my sincere remorse would earn me forgiveness. I continued to sob as the words flowed freely from my heart. Everything became blurry as my eyelids swelled up around a stream of tears that wouldn't stop. I felt every ounce of life drained out of me, yet I kept writing. My dearest one, you deserve so much, so much more than I have to offer you. You deserve everything good in life, a mom who can take care of you, love you, and show you every day that you are the most magnificent thing in life. How did you get so unlucky to be doomed with me? I have nothing to give. I would only ruin your life. But who says that? Who says I have nothing to give? Even though I have no clue what I'm doing and I have no clue how I'm going to make it through the pregnancy, let alone the childbirth and being your mother, I know I have something to give you. I can give you love. I don't have much, but I could give you that. My dearest one, you don't know me, and I don't know you, yet I feel the warmth of your presence, and it comforts me. Even though you haven't spoken, I heard you clearly, and it was your voice that helped me to find mine. The flow of tears stopped. I stood up, and for the first time that day, I could breathe freely. My dearest one, I now know I have choices. I choose you. What started out as an apology letter to my unborn child took on an unexpected life of its own, and it gave me a new life. At that moment, I found the clarity that poured forth from my own intuition. I knew exactly what to choose for myself and for my unborn child. I was given a chance. I received a miracle. I now saw this as an opportunity to decide for myself who I truly am and realize just how strong I could become. My pregnancy was every bit as tough and trying as I had imagined. And not because I was in pain or suffering from severe morning sickness. It was brutal for me because of the constant battle with doubt and shame. I remember doing my best to hide my ever-growing belly. I remember the looks of disgust and judgment from passers-by. Many days I questioned my decision and my ability to parent. 
I can still recall the cruel words and condescending remarks from my medical providers, the very people who were supposed to guide me through this scary, unknown territory. During labor, the nurse had to catheterize me. I squirmed and grimaced out of fear and pain. She looked sternly at me and said, A hole is a hole when I can't see it. You either lay still or I'm going to shove this where I can. Later, during the peak of a labor contraction, I screamed out in pain. A different nurse shouted at me, You got yourself into this and you're about to have a baby, so stop acting like one. You can't imagine the level of fear, shame, and total disbelief I experienced that day on top of the physical pain of childbirth. It was worse than any experience of humiliation and inhumane disregard that I ever could have imagined. Then I heard it, his soft little cry. It sounded like the voice of an angel singing to me, reassuring me that everything was going to be okay, that I was okay. The moment I held my son, my entire world changed in an instant. When I looked into his eyes and held his little fingers, I felt the most powerful, overwhelming feeling of love sweep over me, covering every inch of me with so much joy that my heart felt like it was going to burst. When our eyes met, I felt healed from the inside out. I had never experienced a love like that, nor did I know a love like that was even possible. I now knew why I was put on this earth. I knew I had to do everything I could to become a person deserving of this little angel's love, my dearest one's love. I knew it was up to me to break this cycle of poverty, low self-esteem, and extreme self-hatred so I could give this little newborn angel everything he deserved. I also felt a deep desire to make sure that other teen girls wouldn't have to suffer the pain and humiliation that I had experienced. I could be a source of strength, support, and guidance for them. When my son Alan was four months old, I passed my GED exam and enrolled in college. Even though I dropped out of 10th grade a year earlier, I was now determined to succeed. I was a young woman on two very important missions. Mission number one, be the person who is deserving of this little boy's love. Mission number two, be the person who would champion for other teen girls to give them a safe place to go so that they can learn to make healthy, positive choices for themselves in a supportive and nurturing environment. My journey into self-love and academic success was long and challenging. I didn't have much self-worth and I didn't have a strong academic foundation. I felt like everything was twice as difficult for me. So many times I wanted to give up, but in those moments, all I had to do was look into my son's eyes or hear his joyous laughter. Each time my son hugged me or called me mommy, he recharged me and strengthened my resolve to become that person I knew I could be. I began to devour every self-help book I could get my hands on. I was hungry for knowledge. I was hungry for change. Through a long and often painful journey into self-love, I learned that all the judgments I felt from others were actually judgments that I held against myself. Each time I felt judged or looked down upon, it was the voice of my inner critic pointing out my flaws and insecurities. Each time I experienced the pain of feeling unloved or being unlovable, it was the voice of my inner critic telling me false stories about myself. 
My inner critic had mastered the art of projecting fears and self-doubt outward, so I had someone else to blame for all of my mistakes and failures. For so many years of my life, I allowed my inner critic to rob me of self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-worth because I did not understand how my mind worked. I did not know that I could transform my negative internal voice into a voice of love and support. Once I discovered that my inner critic was just trying to protect me from getting hurt, albeit in a very misguided way, I took control and became the boss of my life. I discovered that I had the power to change everything I didn't like about my life. I discovered that I could give myself a chance to succeed in life and be happy. I learned that no matter what was happening outside of me, I had the power to choose how I saw the situation. I had the power to choose how to respond and react. I had the power to let go of things that held me back and to focus on things that brought me happiness and joy. And best of all, I knew I had my very own best friend with me 24-7 to guide and support me. And if the inner voice of my new best friend wasn't up for the job at the moment, I had my son, who was my number one reason for pursuing evolution with so much passion and determination. At age 23, I graduated cum laude from East Tennessee State University with a master's degree in nursing. I had realized my academic dream of becoming a nurse practitioner and was well on my way to creating that safe space for teens to learn about themselves and make good life choices. I remember the exhilaration of walking across the stage to receive my diploma. Then my six-year-old son ran up to me, gave me a huge hug, and said, I'm so proud of you, Mommy. At that moment, my whole world moved in slow motion once again, but this time it was because I was standing in my power, choosing to savor every single second. I had come full circle. That scared, hopeless little girl who felt so unlovable and unworthy was now a strong, loving, independent woman who has so much to give back to the world. Today, I am on a mission to help teens and young adults discover how damaging their negative internal voice can be. I call it the voice of the inner bully. Today, I help people live a fulfilled life with a deep love for themselves, the planet, and all beings by eating a plant-based diet and hosting the podcast, Roving Vegans, because love heals and food heals too. Today, I share all the tools and techniques that I have learned during my own transformational journey to help others transform their inner bully into their best friend and personal champion for success. My dearest one, I love you more than life itself. Every day, my heart is filled with love and gratitude that you chose me to be your mother. You taught me how to love myself unconditionally. You taught me how to give and receive love freely. You opened my heart to endless possibilities and wonderments. Because of you, I have learned to trust my intuition, to step into my full power, and to live my life with passion and purpose. My dearest one, thank you for being my greatest teacher and the greatest love of my life. I am eternally grateful for the miracle of you. Jackie Latran is a multi-award-winning author, speaker, mindset mentor, and host of the podcasts, Roving Vegan, and Stop the Bully Within. 
Jackie teaches that personal power, success, and happiness are achievable by all, regardless of current struggles and circumstances. Connect with Jackie at rovingvegans.com. Well, I think that story is so beautifully written. And if you're wondering, you know, why I included it in the book, because it's not exactly a food heal story. I included it because it's really a love heals story. And a point that I always make is that as much as food can heal our bodies, it's not going to work if you're not also healing your relationship with yourself, figuring out how to love yourself through all of these traumatic moments that we experience, through all of the judgments that we've held against ourselves, recognizing those and transforming them. Then food can heal us because love is healing us too. So that's why I included it, because I really think it's a story of transformation and learning to love yourself. And I think Jackie is just a phenomenal writer. Food Heals Nation, you've heard me talk about Cured Nutrition. Now, they have so many products to help you, but let's talk about why it's important to buy from a company like Cured. All of their products are from hemp, Hemp is a bioaccumulator. What does that mean? That means it has the ability to absorb both the good and the bad from the air, water, and soil in which it's grown. That means it's absolutely vital. It's absolutely imperative to ensure that your CBD products come from organically grown hemp that can be traced back to a farm here in the U.S. In other words, don't buy your hemp products or your CBD products at the gas station. That's why I love cured because their hemp is locally sourced from local farms in their own backyard. Pure Colorado grown bliss. Go to curednutrition.com slash foodheals and you can see all of my favorites. I recommend your daily dose bundle to help you feel like your best self throughout the day. This is a trinity of Cured's favorite products to improve focus and clarity, promote relaxation and sleep, and regulate the gut-brain access. The Daily Dose Bundle comes with three of their products, their Rise, their Aura, and their Zen. You are going to feel so calm. You are going to have your mental clarity improved. You're going to have your digestion optimized, and it's just a way for you to feel good from sunrise to sunset with these healing herbs. Plus, when you buy a bundle, they already offer 20% off. Then you're getting the Food Heals discount of 20% off. What? So check that out. Again, it's all over at curednutrition.com slash food heals. So let me tell you about Rise, Aura, and Zen. Rise is taken in the morning for an extra pep in your step, but it is stimulant-free, so you can actually take it anytime that you need a cognitive boost. Then they've got Aura. Aura is the only product which they specifically recommend taking with food, whether it be a meal or a snack, but it can be taken any time of day that works with your schedule. Now Zen, that is for nighttime. You're going to take one to three capsules within 60 minutes of going to sleep. This will help you feel your best throughout your day and give you the best bang for your buck. Again, it's all over at curednutrition.com slash foodheals. Chapter 11, Living Gorgeously Green by Sophie Uliano. Living Gorgeously Green is about being happy, being healthy, and taking care of our amazing planet. When we connect with our deepest values, we truly live our most gorgeous life. It may be hard to believe, but I used to have a real victim mentality. 
I loved to complain about how hard everything was for me and saw the glass as half empty. I believed that things happened to me and not for me. But in my 20s, I was lucky enough to have a mentor who helped me snap out of it. She taught me that the only way to make a meaningful change in my life was to take full responsibility for it. If there was something in my life that I didn't like, it was up to me to change it. And grabbing hold of that responsibility was the best thing that ever happened to me. I realized that we each have the power to determine the course of our life. That empowerment is the foundation of everything I do. But my journey with Gorgeously Green didn't really start until a few years later. I was raising my young daughter in Los Angeles, an environment that was vastly different from the idyllic English countryside I grew up in, and something just didn't feel right. I saw smog everywhere I went. I worried about my daughter playing in the park because I didn't know what chemicals were sprayed on the grass, and I could even see signs of premature aging in my own skin. So I started to research. I read hundreds of books and articles, learning more and more about our health and the environment. Then I wanted to share what I learned with the world, so I wrote my first book, Gorgeously Green, and launched what has turned out to be an absolutely incredible online community. So many others were seeking answers to similar questions I had. I started my company in 2007, the same year that YouTube was created and before Instagram was even a thing. It was a great time to be an early mover with these amazing platforms. Now I have tens of thousands of followers over seven digital platforms, a blog, a newsletter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube, and I make a point to generate new content daily. I also run a healthy weight loss coaching program so that I can work with women on a deeply personal level to achieve their goals. I've been on Oprah and met incredible women like Julia Roberts. I've published multiple best-selling books, and I'm here to tell you, Gorgeousness is so much more than skin deep. So what does living gorgeously green mean to me? For starters, I believe that gorgeousness isn't only an external thing. In my teen years and my early 20s, I tried so hard to perfect my appearance. Every hair in place, every fingernail polished. But deep down, I felt horribly inadequate. I was burned out, afraid, and disconnected from the world around me. It was only later that I realized that gorgeousness is a quality of energy. It's about living in balance with our bodies and the world around us. Our bodies are miraculous, and when we nourish ourselves with the foods that nature provides for us, we have a chance to heal ourselves, to maintain optimal health and ideal weight, and to truly stay gorgeous for good. The most important decision I made was to switch to a plant-based diet. I was raised a meat eater, but I couldn't ignore the scientific evidence. Meat contains cholesterol and saturated fat. The Presidential Advisory for the American Heart Association has now made it plain and clear that to reduce our risk of disease, we need to minimize dietary saturated fat. A plant-powered diet is better for our bodies and better for the planet. And don't worry so much about protein. Americans actually get way too much protein on average, and it can be found in all foods, not just meat and dairy. A cup of lentils alone contains over half of our daily recommended protein. A plant-based diet doesn't have to be boring either. Once we slow down to appreciate the incredible colors, textures, and tastes of the whole foods that come straight from nature, our palates come alive. I make it a priority to get to my local farmer's market every Sunday morning. 
If my green beans or bell peppers have been trucked in from another state, or even worse, flown in from another country, I'm not going to get the full nutrient profile that nature intended for me. Beautiful fruits and veggies that are as fresh as possible are the mainstay of a really healthy diet. I'm also passionate about natural organic beauty products. When I started Gorgeously Green, there were fewer than 50 brands on the market that met my standard of healthy. Today, there are thousands. It's amazing that natural beauty is a huge trend right now, and I love that the space is changing. But it's still difficult to find skincare and makeup products that are good for our skin, good for the environment, and still deliver outstanding results. I'm constantly researching products to help my community make the best choices they can. Plus, reviewing beauty products is just a lot of fun. It hasn't always been easy to balance being a mom and a CEO while at the same time living according to my own healthy philosophy. The biggest challenge for me is always staying on top of current research and trends so I can help the gorgeously green community navigate this crazy landscape of wellness and beauty. There's so much information out there and it's often confusing and conflicting, so I take my role very seriously. I spend so much time researching and reviewing products that I wish there were 8 or 9 more days in the week so I'd have more time to get it all done. What else embodies gorgeousness? I believe that it's incredibly important to be authentic. I've met so many influencers in this field who preach one thing on Instagram or YouTube, but then don't walk the walk on the other side of the camera. Sure, I enjoy the occasional french fry or pastry, but I always make sure to share those moments with my community. We are all human after all. I believe that life is about balance and I try to live that philosophy every day. I also think it's important for mature women to be authentic about their age. I realized this as soon as I started posting videos on my YouTube channel for the over 50 community. These particular playlists went bananas. I realized that this demographic is being ignored because women are afraid of aging out. I like to think more of aging in to the most exciting chapter of our lives, but we have to start with honesty and authenticity. It's all about our mindset and dealing with negative beliefs we might harbor about our age. Creating a vibrant lifestyle isn't about the latest health fads or fitting into the skinniest jeans. It's not even just about yoga or organic makeup or green smoothies. It's about finding a path that fuels every facet of your life with joy. Once I realized the interconnectedness of everything, humans, animals, and nature, it was easier to make small and then bigger changes with the health of my own body and the whole planet in mind. I believe that every aspect of our life needs to be addressed in terms of longevity and wellness. I like an integrated approach because every action you take affects your whole life. Clean food, optimal nutrition, detoxifying your beauty products and your home, it all intertwines and comes together beautifully. The most valuable thing we have is our God-given intuition. I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to wellness. Every person has a different health profile and lifestyle, so trying to cram everyone into the same category wouldn't make any sense. Listening to your own intuition is way more important than following any self-proclaimed expert or guru. I try to stick to what evidence-based science currently holds to be true and what's worked for me. 
There are too many conflicting opinions on the internet, so I feel I have a responsibility to my community to stick to only what's been through the filter of peer-reviewed meta-analysis. I hope that by embarking on a journey of wellness and self-care, we're all able to live our greenest and most gorgeous life. Sophie Uliano is New York Times best-selling author of Gorgeously Green and has written three additional books on healthy living. She was featured on Oprah's Earth Day show, where she taught Julia Roberts and Oprah her everyday Gorgeously Green tips. Sophie created an accessible doorway for the average person to walk through to live a more holistic way of life. She took the green out of the yurt and into the real world. Good Housekeeping dubbed Sophie as a Mary Poppins for the new millennium. Learn more at sophieuliano.com. And Sophie has appeared on Food Heals Podcast episodes 178, 185, 200, and 212. And I just adore Sophie. I started reading her books, Gorgeously Green, when I was first having my awakening. It was around the time when my parents had died and I was on a mission, on a hunt to learn everything I could about how to live more holistically, how to detox, how to purchase non-toxic products, what these toxic products were doing to me, to my body, to my beauty, right? All of the things that most people weren't thinking about, Sophie was talking about. And so that really changed my world. And then once I had established the Food Heals podcast and was living in LA and found out Sophie lived in LA, I was able to reach out to her and get her on the podcast, which was incredible to me to have someone who had completely changed my life all those years ago come and be on my show. It was incredible. And Sophie is as sweet in person as she is in all her adorable YouTube videos and all her content online. I went to her retreat. If you ever have a chance, it was in Palm Springs. It was absolutely phenomenal. I highly recommend checking out Sophie and Sophie's work. Food Heals Nation, scientists have discovered that when some people lose weight, their blood suddenly shows the presence of pesticides that haven't been used in 40 years. How scary is that? But there's a reason for it. This is because the body stores toxins in our fat cells. Fat cells are like kind of like a dry sponge in that way. The more fat cells that accumulate in the body, the more likely we are to store toxins. This is why detoxing, which I always talk about, can't get enough of, people talk about it in the book, and weight loss go hand in hand. When we detox, we help flush out those dirty toxins, right? Now, what's a great way that you can be flushing out these toxins every single day? It's Organifi Green Juice. Organifi Green Juice is a delicious superfood blend with several superfoods that are shown to assist the body with detoxing. I take it every day, usually in the morning. I take it when I travel. When I take it when I travel, I'll take it at any time of day or night. It's a little bit energizing, so I don't take it before bed. You can pop it in a smoothie or just drink it with water. And it's a great compliment for any weight loss program, any fitness plan to help you speed up your results. It tastes delicious. There are multiple flavors. They've got the green apple and the classic, I think it's a mint. Um, it's a mint flavor and they both have rave reviews. So you can see 
You could try both, see which one you like better. Either one will go nicely in a smoothie. And of course, it's 100% USDA certified organic, no GMOs, and 100% vegan. So support your body's natural detox process and reach a healthier weight. Much easier, detox faster. Try it today. Of course, you know, you get 20% off using the discount code FOODHEALS, and you can shop all of my favorites at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. They've also got the chocolate protein powder. We've got the Organifi Gold. We've got the Organifi Chocolate Gold. We've got all of the delicious flavors. You know, I love their red juice for an afternoon pick-me-up. The Organifi Glow is great for that raspberry lemonade. It helps you build plant-based collagen. So many great tasting flavors to aid in your detoxification process. Again, it's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. Use the discount code Food Heals to save 20% off your order. Chapter 12, Out of the Darkness, My Journey to Healing Clinical Depression by Jason Robel. In 2014, the first season of my TV series was on the cooking channel. My management team and agents were on fire, and I had my first book deal in the works with the biggest cookbook publisher in the world. From a career perspective, I was crushing it. I was a celebrity chef, nutrition expert, and mindfulness practitioner. I had it all. My ego was big, and so were my successes. What I didn't let anyone see was the crippling anxiety and stress from the increased pressures of success, which led to the disillusion of my long-term partnership in the spring of that year. My heart was in deep, writhing pain, and I somehow tried to console myself with my material accumulation and more career wins. I put too much importance on external validation. Shortly after my breakup, I got an email from one of the producers at the Cooking Channel and Food Network. She wanted to talk about the first season. They were canceling the series due to lack of ratings. I wanted to cry, scream, throw up, and jump out of my second story window all at once. I couldn't believe how quickly they had ended something that took us three years to conceive and launch. It felt like my biggest career win turned to ash in an instant. Shortly thereafter, I lost the book deal too. They heard about my series getting canceled and just like that, yanked their offer in the snap of a finger. I continued to pitch my book with my agent until we decided on Hay House. In that process, however, my manager dropped me, my book agent dropped me, and I parted ways with my talent agent as well. Although I had had dark, depressive thoughts in the past, after the emotional heartbreak of all these situations compounding in such a short period of time, I started to spiral deeper into depression than ever before. I found myself struggling to get out of bed, digging for any shred of motivation to continue living amidst the rubble of the life I once knew. And one day, in the early summer, I decided I'd had enough. I wanted to kill myself. As I started seriously mapping out my suicide, I wanted it to be poetic and meaningful somehow. So I began to write the letter in my mind of exactly what I wanted to say. It was something about the illusion of success and the validation we chase. And when it all goes away, we are left with nothing but an empty void. The most symbolic and meaningful way to kill myself, I figured, would be to stab myself in the stomach with my favorite Japanese chef's knife, the ultimate final act. So I got out of bed on a warm June day, pat my new kittens on the head, and walked into the kitchen. I had a smoothie for breakfast like I usually do, and then I picked up the 8-inch knife and held it to my gut, pressing the tip of the knife into my stomach. 
As I closed my eyes and wondered how I would muster the courage to do this, a voice other than my own came into my consciousness. Call it God, spirit guides, angels, ancestors, or divine grace. To this day, I still don't exactly know who it was or what it was, but it spoke very clearly to me. The voice said, do you really want to die? This gave me a moment of serious pause, not only because I acknowledged the presence of this other voice, but also because of the nature of the question. I stood there with the knife in my right hand, staring blankly into nothingness when I got the clarity that changed the course of my fate. I realized that I didn't actually want to die. I just wanted my suffering to end. And that distinction allowed me to let go of the idea of killing myself and start seeking out real solutions to the suffering. So I started researching like a madman. I started to research nutrients, neurotransmitters, mindful techniques, and alternative treatments for depression and mental illness. I knew that to start healing, I'd need to address my illness from a mental, spiritual, physical, and nutritional level. The first thing I did was seek out an integrative medicinal doctor to get my blood panels tested and my neurotransmitter function evaluated. I found an incredible doctor in Los Angeles named Dr. Alan Green. After the test results came back, Dr. Green remarked, well, it's no wonder you're depressed. Your results show that most of your primary neurotransmitters are functioning suboptimally. So we set on the course for a host of new supplements combined with a low inflammatory diet. I knew that addressing this illness from the perspective of my mind would also be a huge key and started working with a therapist for the second time in my life. The first time didn't go so well. He introduced me to a form of therapy called somatic experiencing, where we locate the trauma in the body and work to release it on both a mental and physical level. It proved to be deep, potent, and effective for me. I also started to take my physical fitness a lot more seriously, especially after reading about all the benefits from the additional endorphins, testosterone, and dopamine from doing weight-bearing exercise. Hitting the gym became medicine for my brain, and I began to feel more calm, confident, and poised. I also started to address my unexamined, painful, recurring thoughts. In particular, the most potent and persistent thoughts stemmed from the old, deep illusion that I'm not good enough. In taking inventory of the frequency and variety of that illusory mental construct, I could see how my mind was simply trying to protect me from the possibility of any future pain. If I truly believed that I wasn't good enough, then I wouldn't try my best in any aspect of my life. So then, if things failed, I could always default to the fact that I never really put my all into it anyhow. Recognizing the deepest themes around my pain and their various permutations allowed me to start asking the right questions and creating a more positive, supportive narrative for my life and my sense of self-worth. Almost five years later, I am doing much better in every aspect of my health, with a few minor exceptions. To tell you that I'm completely healed from clinical depression would be a fallacy, because there are still days when I wake up feeling sad, depressed, and even suicidal. However, they are far less frequent and don't hang around in my headspace for weeks or months at a time like they used to. All of the tools I've amassed over the last several years have empowered me with new abilities to deal with depressive thoughts when they come up. It's like I've assembled a superhero belt to which I keep adding cool new tools to to help me deal with my inner demons. There's no destination for our healing process. 
It's an ever-changing, ever-evolving aim in life to be a more whole, complete, and healthy person. As we change and grow, so do our needs, desires, and challenges. The spirit of being adaptable, flexible, curious, and experimental cannot be downplayed in the quest to live a good, contented, and fulfilled life. So don't give up, no matter what you're going through. Whether or not you can see it or feel it in the present moment, everything that is happening in life is ultimately good and to your advantage. Jason Robel is a celebrity chef, television host, best-selling author, and wellness coach. As the first plant-based chef with a primetime television series, his groundbreaking show, How to Live to 100, taught millions of people how to prepare delicious, organic, and healthy meals at home. Although he still struggles to love himself sometimes, having four cats and a French bulldog sure help. You can follow his journey at jasonrobel.com. And Jason has appeared on Food Heals podcast episodes 7, 10, 15, 79, 172, 173, 174, 175, 176, 237, 244, and 264. And I thank Jason for sharing this story so authentically. He became a great friend in LA, unfortunately. I'm not there anymore. I'm in Nashville now, but have so many great memories of spending time with Jason, whether he was co-hosting the show or we would always have these vegan festivals, conferences, and events in LA that we would frequent. And his book, Eternity, Eternity, E-A-T-ERNITY, is an amazing cookbook that if you want some incredible plant-based recipes, you need this book in your life. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here hanging out with Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive, which is probiotics, but also so much more. So Tina, can you tell us what is a spore-based probiotic and why is it different from other probiotics out there on the market? Yeah, that's a great question, Allison. Um, A spore-based probiotic is a completely different category of probiotics. So the majority of probiotics on the market are comprised of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Ours are not. And we did that very intentionally because we know that those strains are sensitive organisms. They have difficulty getting to the intestines alive. Spore-based probiotics have this endospore shell around itself. And that spore shell allows it to get to the intestines alive. It's really important to remember that a probiotic, in order to be defined as a probiotic, needs to arrive alive in the intestines. It doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in the intestines. So a spore-based probiotic actually has this shell around itself. And when it has the shell around itself, it's dormant and it allows you to swallow it. It gets, you know, it's able to handle the temperature, your body temperature, which is very warm, 98.6. It's able to get through the stomach acid, which is very acidic, very harsh, meant to be the heart gastric barrier and get to the intestines. And where, once they get to the intestines, it takes their shell, its shell off. And it goes into its live vegetative cell state when it gets to the intestines. So these are natural probiotics. These are the same type of strains that our ancestors, when they ate off the land, they roots and tubers off the land, they consumed these probiotic strains. Um, so it's just, unfortunately, we don't find them in our environment today. So it's a very different approach than the majority of probiotics. One of the biggest you know, issues is survivability. The ma- vast majority of probiotics 
just simply do not survive that journey to the intestines. And most of them are basically dead bacteria therapy where spore-based probiotics get there 100% alive, where they're staying there for about 21 to 28 days and making a true change in the microbial environment. In fact, one of the studies that we did uh, right away was showing that just after about two weeks, uh, we saw a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome in the strains in the gut. So um, that's a pretty profound shift in just 30 days. So, and, and that's the resu- reason we see such profound you know, results with people who start on the product. So it's really exciting. And the, it's definitely the, the new category of probiotics out there, even though it's where you know, our ancestors were consuming these strains on a daily basis. Wow. We're always going back to basics, right? But we've made it over complicated. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us, Tina. I really appreciate it. So Food Heals Nation, stop throwing away money on probiotics that are going to die before they hit your gut and heal yourself. Boost your immunity with Just Thrive Probiotics. Go to justthrivehealth.com. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS15. You'll get 15% off your order. Tina, thanks again so much for clarifying that. Oh, you bet. Thank you so much, Allison. Chapter 13. Thank you, body. I love you. I grew up in a household where my dad gifted my mom a thigh master for Christmas. Each night, my mom would feverishly work in the kitchen, creating a well-balanced and healthy meal for our family dinner. Once dinner was served, she would take out a tiny appetizer plate and serve herself a small portion of non-fat cottage cheese and applesauce. Then she sat at the end of the table to eat this tiny small portion of food while the rest of us enjoyed a full dinner. The message I received was clear. If you're a woman, the rules are different. You have to give up certain things in order to be loved and accepted. Cut to my high school years. I was extremely active. I was on the swim team, cheer team, and I was taking private gymnastics coaching. But despite having an athletic body and a healthy lifestyle, things started to change internally. I can't pinpoint a single moment when it happened, but things started adding up and I felt like something was wrong with me. Maybe it was my cheer coach pinching the back of my underarm and commenting that I had a lot of fat back there for my age. Maybe it was the time my dad jiggled my thighs and said I should cut back because I was looking kind of thick as he handed me the pack of red vines I had requested as a post-practice snack. Maybe it was my seventh grade boyfriend, heavily influenced by his secret collection of Playboy magazines, insisting that I immediately drop and do crunches to make up for tiny indulgences and tell me I'd be perfect if I could just lose 10 pounds. These moments added up to mean one thing. I was not okay. And if I wanted to be loved and accepted, I needed to lose weight. I thought of my mom and her diets and concluded that the best way for me to lose weight was to eat way less or even better, not at all. I started skipping lunch at school. That one was easy because no one really noticed. Then I started to wake up before the rest of my family to crush a small handful of cereal into a bowl with a splash of milk and place it into the sink to make everyone think I had eaten breakfast. The only meal I really had to eat was dinner 
And I could pick my way around that or even get out of it at times by saying I was going to have dinner at a friend's house. With the level of activity I was carrying out on so few calories, I dropped weight rapidly. Instead of my dramatic weight loss being met with concern or with support, it was complimented, not only by other students, but by the teachers and staff at my school. I was now convinced that I had truly been fat all along and just hadn't realized it. The recognition felt good, so I didn't know how or when to stop losing weight. I became lethargic in class and lightheaded at cheer practice. I was one of the cheerleaders who caught the ones thrown into the air. I remember thinking that I'd never be able to forgive myself if I passed out and someone got hurt because I was too weak to catch them. But it was too late now. I just couldn't stop starving myself. My parents were also divorcing at this time, and while my world was falling apart, what I ate or didn't became one of the few things in my life that I felt I could control. It gave me a sense of power, and being thin gave me a sense of worth. I struggled with my eating disorder off and on throughout high school and parts of college. I remember how much I hated feeling weak and exhausted. I wanted to be strong and athletic and perform at my best, but I just couldn't break out of it. The first sign of relief came in the form of a new boyfriend who liked curves. When he found out I wasn't eating, he became very distressed. One night on a dinner date, I was avoiding eating as usual. He looked me in the eyes and said, fine, then I'm not going to eat until you do. He playfully whined and complained about how much his stomach hurt, how starving he was, and how he really wished we could both just eat. I didn't love myself enough to stop the suffering that came from starving, but I did love him enough. I couldn't stand the idea of his suffering and the discomfort of missing even one meal, so I broke. Pretty soon, I had eaten an entire burrito just to appease him. Sharing a meal with him made me feel less alone and brought a temporary sense of peace. But on the inside, I felt disgusting, fat, and worthless. Moving forward, I did not withhold food from myself. However, my suffering didn't go away. It just shifted to an internal form of self-loathing. Hateful thoughts would berate me like a tyrant. This continued for years, and I came to the belief that, although I had beaten anorexia by forcing myself to eat, I may always have anorexic thoughts. I didn't think that this mean voice in my head would ever go away. Here's where my story shifts. Half a decade later, my family went through several medical crises, which turned my world upside down. Both of my grandparents suffered heart attacks and strokes. My grandmother underwent chemotherapy for three forms of cancer, and my dad was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. He was also fighting high cholesterol and blood pressure. Watching all of this happen to the people I love scared me and made me feel like the same fate was inevitably awaiting my sister and I. I didn't have to wait as long as I thought. At 25, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. At the time, I was working out four to five times a week and believed I had a healthy diet. 
I was really scared and determined to find a solution so I didn't suffer the same fate as my older family members. That summer, I went down the information rabbit hole. One documentary led to another, and ultimately, I came to this conclusion. The best way for me to live without fear of these diseases was to go vegan. To be honest, I was not excited about this information. However, I knew that I wanted to live a quality life of health and vitality. I quickly cut out red meat, then chicken and fish. I adapted slowly over time, and before I knew it, I was 100% vegan. I felt amazing. My health was increasing rapidly, and I was caring for myself in a bigger way. I felt so empowered by taking hold of my health. I loved eating in a way that reduced my risk of cancer and heart disease. I loved that the food choices I made had a positive environmental impact and saved animals. I loved that I could vote with my dollar and support brands that do good things for people and the planet. For the first time in my life, eating became a positive thing. Slowly but surely, that self-loathing voice in my head melted away too. Becoming vegan was the final step in healing my anorexia. Today, I don't hate myself. I love myself and the choices I make about food. I love eating and sharing this lifestyle with the people around me. I'm so grateful that I found this lifestyle, which has not only saved me from the diseases plaguing my family, but has also healed me from a mental disorder I thought would just plague me for life. Several years into being vegan, my mental health was strong enough to attempt meditation, something that would have terrified my younger self. It has now become my favorite. I close my eyes and go through every little part of my body, toes, ankles, calves, etc., and tell it that I love it. I thank my body for being there for me, supporting me, and caring for me. I tell each body part it's beautiful, even my thighs. Thank you for sharing in my story. You are perfect just the way that you are. You are beautiful and you are loved. Thank you for being here on this planet at this time. Nicole Dursway is a world-class vegan chef and YouTube celebrity with a culinary background from Le Cordon Bleu. You can currently experience her creations at high-end events and exclusive pop-up dinners in and around the Los Angeles area. Follow her work at Instagram.com slash Nicole Dursway. And Nicole has appeared on Food Heals podcast episodes 149, 172, 173, 174, 175, 177, and 264. And I just adore Nicole. She has a great presence and great energy to be around. It was a lot of fun when she used to come over and co-host multiple episodes of Food Heals when I lived in LA. I used to go to her pop-ups where she served the most delicious food and also she's like 
the best at the presentation of the food. Everything is Instagram worthy, beautiful food, right? And then I got to go to a couple of her plant-based Thanksgivings and she even came over and cooked for one of my Thanksgiving get-togethers. So one of the best plant-based vegan chefs I've ever met. So definitely check her out and follow her work as well. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil. The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh-pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.